Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a movie review podcast. Each episode, we take a look at some of our favorite movies. We hope you enjoy the show and encourage you to participate in discussion on social media or email about the episode or any episode you've listened to. Uh, If you do enjoy listening to us, drop us a review over at iTunes or on your favorite podcast app and share your episodes with your friends or enemies if you absolutely hate us. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. Yeah, and if you hate us, yeah, drop reviews and share. But if you do want to go to the enemies, email us. We can tell you the worst ones to give them. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt on some of the worst ones. We'd be like, episode 15. (laughs) Was total shit. (laughs) Yeah, do that one. Um, It's been a while. We're still in quarantine. Well. Yeah, I haven't haven't seen you forever. I, I miss you. I survived COVID. Yeah. Um, I survived I had it. having COVID. Yeah. Um, I actually had it, which it wasn't fun. Um, I still, so what, a month and a half later now, I still can't taste or smell. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving was a blast, not being able to taste or smell. <laughs> um, but other than that, life has just been busy. Um, I'm not going to guarantee we can get back to this like on a regular basis, but... I'd like to at least try in the new year. It's a New Year's resolution that'll yeah. last about three weeks. Uh, we 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 have spurts. We'll be like really good for a while, and then one week we'll be like I'm busy, and then it's like, eh. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. With some luck, we'll be a little better at it this time. Um, yeah. That said, we're going to do a little special episode now, um, on Christmas movies. Because it's Halloween time. Oh, wait. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's Christmas time. We're going to do a Christmas movie, um, I don't know, list, right? Yeah, that's that's a word. Yeah, we'll go with that word. Uh, so we'll do a Christmas movie kind of um, top five list each for what, what movies get us in the Christmas spirit the most. And mine will be movies and specials, so... Oh, okay. Specials as well. I got that. So, like, the Star Wars Christmas special. Yep, you know, I have to watch the Star Wars holiday special each year. Yeah, we're going to have Lumpy. It, it doesn't feel like um, Christmas until I see Chewbacca's dad, like, watching weird porn. <laughs> also, I mean, is it really Christmas until... Speaking of Chewbacca, he he shows what a horrible father he is, where he's just like fuck this and leaves everybody. Yeah. I know, and then like they did like another holiday special, so they brought Lumpy back in the canon. So I'm like, he's is he in this one? Dad. Yeah, I haven't seen this one. Yeah, he's in it. He, so Chewbacca has been a deadbeat dad for over forty years now, and it's canon. Yeah, it's canon. Wow. Okay. Um, so we each have five movies. Or specials that mm-hmm. um, really put us in the mood for Christmas. Um, so we'll start with our number five, work our way to number one, like we normally do. Um, I'm going to let you go first. What's your number five? All right, my number five, it's a different kind of movie. Not many people think of it as Christmas, but the whole thing takes place between, I think mm. the first day is on Halloween, but most of it takes place Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. and I think I know where you're going with this. Days. Um, my number five is Billy Wilder's The Apartment. Oh, nope. Um, it is my favorite movie. Um, I love it. I'm weird because I like watching it at Christmas time. 
it's not a happy Christmas movie, but um, it's just the story of this guy that is trying to move up in the corporate world and somehow makes it that all of his bosses use his apartment to sleep with their mistresses. And he keeps getting up in the world and his big boss that can get him a promotion starts sleeping with this girl that he's got a crush on. Um, turns out really bad. Actually, the guy is Fred McMurray, who uh, most people know from My Three Sons and the Shaggy Dog. And mm-hmm. he's like horrible guy. And um, on Christmas Eve, um, th- there's a big part of Christmas Eve where he's sad because he can't go to his apartment because he knows the girl he likes is sleeping with his boss in his bed, which is always weird. And um, he's dating, he's like dancing with this woman and they're just lonely because they have no one else. And then he goes back and Shirley MacLaine, like the love interest, tries to commit suicide by taking all of his sleeping pills. And then he has to keep her alive and try to keep it hush hush so nothing happens to his boss and then like that's christmas day and a few days afterwards so it all does take place there it's not like they make a big deal of it but i do like watching that movie at christmas time like i said it's one of my all-time favorite movies um shirley mcclain is great in it jack lemon's great in it the writing is just spectacular Mm -hmm. and everything about it i just love i i i think we've talked about this i've never actually seen this movie um, but every time you talk about it, it it piques my interest, and I really should sit down one of these days and watch it. Yeah, um, it's a great movie. I just actually, my 14-year-old daughter, she watched it with me this year, and I think she really liked it. Um, there's just so many great lines. Like, one part I like, because the girl, she knows that he's married, and she knows that deep down that he's never going to leave her, even though he always says she, he is. And she mm-hmm. has, like, this... Um, compact with a mirror mm-hmm. and like one point uh, um he sees the like they see the mirror and they remark to her they go um the mirror's broken and she just says yeah i i know i like how it makes me um look how i feel inside broken i mean just just stuff like that is so good that's a good line yeah such a great movie so um that is my i, I didn't go the cliche way of like putting the um, something like a Shane Black movie that all take place at um, Christmas time or Batman Returns. I know some people do that. Um, I didn't even do Die Hard, but my non-traditional Christmas pick is The Apartment. Okay. Well, I'll start also with a non-traditional Christmas pick. I could have gone Die Hard. I could have gone stuff like that. But you and I were talking about it the other day, and to me – there are so many movies that come out at Christmas time, but the one that I always kind of put together with Christmas is the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah. There was something special about when you sat down in the movie theater at Christmas time and you hear that dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. It just felt like Christmas. Yeah, it's a, it's a holiday adjacent movie yeah there's nothing specific to christmas in it except for maybe the first couple where they have a christmas break and you know harry gets into some trouble because he can't go home and stuff like that but overall it was it was more of just the i think the act of going yeah because i think four of the first five came out at christmas time and you know yeah you just went, you know, it was like Thanksgiving to Christmas. You went to see them. 
they're on sci-fi or abc family or usa every christmas time yeah so. they're always on something this time of year right although neither one of us has cable anymore no and um, they're not streaming anywhere because they're in like rights purgatory so yeah they're kind of in between that we can stream it and we're in the movie theater so you're not going to be seeing them on a streaming platform for a little while i don't think no because they were on hbo max for like a month and then it was they're actually like bought out by usa sci-fi what universal so they have all so yeah it's just so you can't stream them but like if you have usa or sci-fi Turn on the TV sometime on the weekend around Christmas, and all, it'll be on there. All eight of them will be on. So, well, here's the interesting thing: even though not all eight of them came out at Christmas, because one of them was the half year, wasn't it? Eight. Um, yeah, I remember because I worked at the theater the summer. Prisoner of Azkaban came out. So mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban came out in the summer. One, two, and four all came out christmas i think five came out christmas okay and then they started going more towards summer because i think the last one came out in the middle of summer i think it did but here's here's what i was gonna say it's it's interesting because i think if i really narrow it down it's the first two that remind me of christmas yeah light-hearted more fun now when they start we've talked about harry potter in the past when they start to get more serious even if they did still come out at Christmas, they didn't have that same feeling. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was, it's those, it's those first couple specifically. Yeah. Um, and they always just remind me of the season of going to a movie theater. Does anybody remember what it's like to be in a movie theater with movies playing? I, I remember those days. I do too. It's like a long lost days of yesterday. Uh, so what's your number four? My number four. It is um, one that I watch every year, and it's one that I think get, actually is a comedy, a very rare comedy that gets funnier as it goes on. Um, it's probably going to be on your list, too, but National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. That's my number one, uh-huh. but we'll, we can talk about it on a whole right here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's a great Christmas movie. Like I said, a lot of comedies, they kind of start out funny. And then they have to hit all of the, here's the emotional bait or, you know, it's not funny because what was funny, you know, they found out it's bad or, you know, whatever's like that. And a lot of movies kind of just fall off as the movie goes on and they're just not as funny. And these are movies that I love, like 40 year old virgin. It's not, a, you know, it starts out really funny. And then as it goes on, it's still a great movie, but not as funny. Um, sure. You know, old school is the same way. It starts out really funny, and then it just kind of drops off. Mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation is the opposite. It starts out kind of funny, but then, like, Uncle Eddie shows up halfway through, and all of a sudden it gets funnier. Yeah. And then my favorite part is starting at the Christmas dinner when the um, aunt and uncle come, the girl that, like, voiced Betty Boop. I can't think of her Grace. name. Grace. Yeah. I can't um, think of her name in real life, though, but Grace. Betty Boop Girl. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the uncle. Or not Grace. You know, um, no, she says Grace. She says Grace. Um, shit. You want her to say Grace. The blessing. What's her name? I, I don't remember. But, anyway, um, you know you who know, it is. And her husband and like the stuff with the jello and the cat and everything like that. Um, her pledge allegiance, the squirrel, you know, just 
it just keeps building and getting funnier up to the point where, you know, he's like, no one's leaving. We're all going to, you know, it's going to be the happiest day until, you know, since, you know, what, what's the line? It's, um, it's going to, we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny motherfucking K. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, like, it just builds it. It just is so funny. And it ends. You know, the last half hour of that movie is probably the funniest part of that movie. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, it starts off and you're kind of like, oh, this is a goofy dad, you know. I can uh-huh. see myself doing some of this. You know, the, the falling off the roof and, yeah, you know, those kind of things. And, and just kind of the general family humor. But once Cousin Eddie shows up, it starts to go to a new level. And then, like you said, when they sit down on Christmas Eve for the dinner... And the it, turkey's dry. And it just goes through the just, roof. Just everything with it. It's so funny. And, you know, one of one of the funniest moments to me is how matter-of-fact Clark is at that point. You know, he comes out of the bathroom with the chainsaw. Yeah. And he, he grabs the newel post at the top. He's like, oh, womp. And he just goes, fixed it, and walks off. But, you know, the interesting thing about that movie, it has a heart, too. Yeah. Um, the scene where he's in the attic with the old movies. Mm-hmm. that's got a lot of heart to it where he's up there just yeah. watching what it was like when he was a kid. Yeah. That, that's a really good scene with heart and, you know, he, him trying to do the nice stuff for the uncle Eddie's kids and, yeah. you know, every, everything he does. And like, that's what makes him <clears throat> relatable. That You kind of laugh when he loses it at the end. Cause he just wanted to have a nice Christmas. Don't we all, I mean, I want to have a nice Christmas, but if I had my whole family over like that, I'd be like I him. Would, I would never want that many people in my house. And I like I like my family. I just don't want that many people in my space. I will go somewhere else. Yeah, I can see that. I can certainly see that. Um, but, yeah, so I mean, that's that's one of those that we, we uh, watch that early in the season to get into the season. Because there's, you know, I don't know if your family is the same way, but there's certain ones we watch earlier in the season yeah. and some we watch later. Yep. You know, Christmas Vacation is one of those that we watch really early to get us into the season. Christmas Vacation is now traditionally the first movie we watch. We cannot yeah. watch anything else until we watch Christmas Vacation, and it's early. Mm-hmm. And then the second movie we watch is the next movie on my list. And, okay, what's your name? Hey, that's a good segue right there. It was. It was really good. Um, the next movie on my list is The Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart that was on TNT back at the 2000-ish range. Uh-huh. Um, I think we could probably shake a stick out the window and hit a Christmas Carol movie without even looking because there's been so or many Christmas made. Christmas Carol, reta- like, uh, you know, Scrooge yeah. or like the yeah. three X's of Christmas and all those. Yeah. Yeah. We could hit a Christmas movie, a Christmas Carol movie out the window there's probably almost as many of those as there are Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, but the one with Patrick Stewart is is the one for me. Um, obviously, Patrick Stewart is a brilliant actor. But they cast it so well. And there's just something about the feel of that movie, the way he acts the role. I mean, he owns every role he acts in. Yes. And to see him as Scrooge... You know, one of my funniest, one of the funniest parts in that movie is, and they do it, you know, by the book, and it's it's toward the end as he's gone through all the ghosts, 
and um, he's standing there, and Cratchit walks into the the office, and he's like, Mister Crat, or yeah, Mister Cratchit, I need to have a word with you, and he's like, This, you you know, you're coming in here late, and what's the meaning of this, and this won't happen anymore, and he's he goes. And therefore, and therefore, and he smacks the desk and he goes, I'm going to raise your salary. Ha! And the way he does it, it's just, I love it. And then Cratchit, of course, grabs the poker and he's like, what the hell? And he's going to kill Scrooge. <laughs> he's like, you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me money. What? Who are you, you monster? Um, but for me, that's it. And for Michelle, too. I mean, that's her movie. And, uh-huh. I mean, we that's... Early in the season, we watch that, and that yeah. really gets us where Christmas Vacation kind of starts it. That that solidifies that season of of Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could go on with other ones like the, obviously the Muppet Christmas Carol is fun, but that one is my favorite. Yeah. So have you seen the one that FX did last year? Like the guy that made um, God, what was that show? It was some show like he's like he works with Tom Hardy a lot and it was this like very had Guy Pierce in it and it was like the most dirty like violent yeah it was like Christmas an Carol evil ever. Christmas Carol yeah I watched like part of that and like they're torturing yeah um um Marley and I'm like this is different yeah it went directions I don't like my Christmas movie going it reminded me from Scrooged remember like the um. In the beginning, Bill Murray's like, "This is the um, promo that I want to show," and it's just like, oh, yeah. been, like being shot, at, like carjacked, and like acid rain, and it yes. like, killed someone in like North Dakota or something. That's what like that was the actual equivalent of, of that version, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, that was. That's not on my Christmas list. Not even on my honorable mention Christmas list. <laughs> yeah, I always like Scrooged. Oh, Scrooge is fun. I'm talking about the the movie on. Oh yeah, no. yeah. But Scrooge is, you know, what I was talking about earlier. It's got that problem where the last twenty minutes, you can tell they're like, we don't have actual yeah. script. Bill Murray, just go out there and talk, and that's what like the last twenty minutes is just him talking. Yeah, just kind of going on. It's like okay, but it's funny that your number four is Christmas Carol because that's my number three, mm-hmm. but a totally different one. <laughs> I have to watch Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay. That's a good um, one. That's my favorite Christmas Carol. It's short and simple. Uh, when I think of Marley, I think of Goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching that since I was a little kid. Because, you know, we're both from the dark times when we had to wait for it to show up on TV. Oh, yeah. Well, so, you know, it was a big deal when Mickey's Christmas, there was two. Like mm-hmm. I was going back and forth, which one to do? Grinch, and there's only one Grinch, and it's the 22 minute one with Boris Korloff. The other Grinches don't exist in my household. That's fair. Um, but like I remembered when we would watch that, or would watch Christmas Carol, and it would be a big deal when I was eight years old. And you know, I would be downstairs, and the TV would be on, and I got to watch it. And you know, you watched it once a year. My kids now watch it, you know, when they're younger. They saw that trapped in the house of mouse like 70 times a Christmas season. But when we were young, you watched it once. And, you know, I just love that one. That was the cartoon that made me the happiest for um, Christmas season. But it's funny because 
we watched it last year and you and I had this discussion that cuz like um Scrooge the Duck mm-hmm. um his um not Cratchit what's his cousin's his nephew's name um uh-oh his nephew oh, is um, Donald Duck. Fred yeah Fred so he's a duck mm-hmm. and like they eat Tur- some sort of fowl yeah they eat a fowl of some sort they eat a goose yeah yeah, they, I think it's a goose, but there's also a scene where they have a Cornish hen, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but they're ducks, so are they it's... cannibals? Yeah. It, it, it Like, when, you, when I just thought about that, I'm like, that really kind of makes this a little um, creepier. It's Ebenezer Donner Scrooge. <laughs> exactly, because I'm like, <laughs> was that, because I think Fezziwick was like a hen. I'm like, Fezziwick was a hen. Yeah, I'm like, did they eat him? Is that him? You know, here's the other question, and slightly off topic. That hen appears in a lot of Disney things. Does that hen have a name? Or do they just name it whatever it is in that movie? But also what we notice is, because at at, um, Halloween time we watched the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, that Mm, version. mm -hmm. The scene where, like, they're in um, the past and there's, like, that dancing going on Mm -hmm. and they're all twirling around. It is the exact same thing in um, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. They just redid that animation and kind of and tossed it into people are yeah so huh. i found that funny but that's, that's my game. christmas carol one uh like i said it was it was one of those things that i looked forward to at christmas it was opening presents of course making christmas cookies you know caroling and mm-hmm. one of them was watching my favorite specials the night they're on abc or tnt or cbs or whatever it was wonderful that. world so of that, disney yeah christmas edition that, that was my favorite one i also was you know, an honorable mention would be the episode of the real Ghostbusters, where they um, um, actually cap. Had you you know the one I'm talking about? Yes. Where they capture the ghosts of Christmas past, yep. present, and future, and then like the guy just turns into an asshole. So <laughs> then they have to pretend to be them. Oh my gosh, I'd forgotten about that. I like that episode. Wow. So, so, yeah, just, you know, I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but that wasn't a good show. I loved it when I was a kid, but it didn't no. age well. But if you want to watch a Christmas special, yeah, there's a real Ghostbusters where, um, like, it's not Scrooge, but it's whoever is being visited by the ghost this year calls the Ghostbusters, and they come in and they <laughs> trap the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. So that's they pretty good. So, mop it up. Yeah, um, what's your number three? So I'm going to do another segue my number three is also Disney, and it's the Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas and Twice Upon a Christmas. Okay. Um, and that's, it's not really a movie per se, but it's like three or four little shorts in each one. And, and each, each one has one little has, And each one has Max just being tor- terrible to Goofy. Each, Screw you, Max. Yeah. Goofy is a treasure. Well, the one, the one that gets me, you know what? I don't know which one pisses me off more. They both do because they, in the first one he goes to sleep and leaves Goofy on the freaking roof, yeah. so he can watch for Santa. Yeah, and like Goofy tries to be Santa for those kids next door, and Max yeah, finds out it's like, Goofy, and he gets all pissed off. Yeah, these poor kids that have nothing else. Yeah, he's like, "You're not Santa." It's like, God, what is wrong with you? And then in the second one, though, Max is in college and comes back with his girlfriend. And is embarrassed by him. Yeah, and Goofy's just trying to do some, you know, good to be a good dad. Yeah. And Max is just like, God damn it, Dad. And 
I mean, those two... Yeah, we won't go into the Max and Goofy relationship. But I like the stories because I think my oldest daughter, Bree, she, she's the one that stumbled into them at one point. Yeah, they're on Disney Junior, like yeah, twenty four. It was that. It was like House of Mouse. I mean, um, once and twice upon a Christmas, and then they'd go into Mickey's clubhouse where the Santa is inept and is stuck on Mistletoe Mountain, and he and can't only... get off the mountain even though there's a road yeah. going down and he's in a flying sleigh. Yeah, and only Mickey can help, of course. Yes, but like that's all they would show for like. Yep. The month, so, you know, every time we turn it on, it's like, oh, yeah, it's twice upon Christmas. Yeah, so Brie got into it, and ever since then, it's just kind of been a staple of Christmas season. I don't know how many times we've watched it this year. Kaylee's into it now. Uh-huh. Um, but Kaylee's also stumbled across some other weird stuff on Netflix. There's an Alien Christmas uh-huh. uh, called Alien Xmas. You ought to watch that. That's That's fantastic quality cinema right there. Well, I found out Hulu because I unabashedly love like all the like old freeform ABC family movies where they'll like have some stupid plot and sprinkle in some has been from the 70s, 80s or 90s in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I watched one. It was called The Twelve um, Dates of Christmas. And it was Amy Smart had to date Mark Paul Gosselaar. Like they had a blind date and she had to keep doing it until she got it right on the 12th day. Wow. Um, and then I watched which is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, but also one of the greatest. And my daughter hated it so much. And it was so fun. Holiday in handcuffs where Melissa Joan Hart, uh, Melissa Joan Hart kidnaps Mario Lopez, a person she just meets and like holds him hostage and makes him go to the dinner. Cause she said that she had a boyfriend and he dumped her beforehand. So she just kidnapped this guy. <laughs> so so I, I do, I do love those movies too. I had a thing for Melissa Joan Hart back in the day. Oh, me too. Clarissa could explain it all to me. My number one was Winnie Cooper. Yeah. My, I, I also love the girl from My Girl. Okay. And then I'd say like the third one would be like Carissa, Sabrina, you know, age. Yeah. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, that jump no, in there. I'm going to say I am the same age as her, so I wasn't watching Carissa when I was like 27 being like, no, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not like... It's not like I sat there and went Emma Watson in Harry Potter 4. Yeah. You know. No, well, we're you basically the same age. Yeah. We're basically the same age as, as Melissa Joan Hart, so that's legitimate. We're good with that. But yeah, um, so Hulu has all those movies on it, so I've been making my family watch them. And they're, like, <laughs> they're like, we thought he was doing this as a joke, but he actually watches these. I'll watch them. Yeah. I'm under no impression that they're good. No. But I'll still watch the hell yeah. out of them. So, uh, let's see. That was We're way out of order because some of them have come in weird places. But I think you're on number two. two. Okay. Yep. So, so, two is different for me. Okay. Two is not... I appreciate the movie. I like it, but it's not one I would watch every year. Mm-hmm. But the reason it's so high is because my wife, Melissa, it's her favorite one. Hmm. It's um, Christmas Story. She loves Christmas Story, and okay. she has made it go on to my kids, and they love it too. It was never one I watched as a kid. Like, Mickey's Christmas Carol, we watch that every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember seeing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in mm-hmm. the theater when I was eight years old with my parents and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas Story, I didn't see until I started dating my wife. 
but she watches it every year. And like I said, National Lampoons is one that we watch in the beginning of the year. Christmas Story is one of those last ones because you watch that near Christmas. And the what I always remember is, you know, after we got married, they have the 24 hours on TBS or TNT, whichever station it's on. I think it's TBS. We would, you know, go to sleep and we just leave the TV on. And my wife liked falling asleep and just having it on all night. And, you know, it was still on when we got up in the morning. So um, it's not my favorite movie. I appreciate it. There's, It's a very sweet movie. It's very cute. It's good. It's not one of my favorites, but it's my number two just because it is something important to my family, and I love watching it with them. I, you know, I know a lot of people who like that movie, and I never got into it myself. Um, it's not that. It's not that I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's a quality Christmas movie. I guess it's just not my style of movie, but I can appreciate that other people like it. Yeah. It's one of those. It's not one that I look at somebody and go, oh my god, you actually like that? (laughs) I understand why they like it. It's just not mine. And I I appreciate, you know, you liking it for your wife. That's that's important, I think. Mm -hmm. Or so they say. Yeah. And like, you know, it does, like, I don't think it's that funny, but it does just give you that nice warm feeling. Yeah. As you watch it, so... It's it's a good one, but yeah, I, I do it more. And like again, it's just more of the feel of Christmas. Okay. I just, I, you know, when I see that movie, I think of going to sleep on Christmas Eve, and it's just mm-hmm. playing very quietly in our room, and you know, it'll be on all sure. the day the next day. That yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So my number two is, um, it's a, it's a classic, and it's it's one that deserves a little bit of chatting about because I watched a Netflix special on it uh, recently and it's elf. Okay. Elf is a great Christmas movie to me. It's fun. It's light. It's, it's got all the spirit of Christmas, right? I mean, that's what the whole movie is about. It's about bringing Christmas spirit. Um, I watched a thing on Netflix that was the holiday movies that made us. Yeah. I, we watched that. Yeah. Uh, did you watch both of them? Yes. So, like, they were talking about Tim Burton on the other one, mm-hmm. a little off topic, but they're like, yeah, he'd come in, he wasn't happy, and he'd kick the, um, he'd kick a hole in the wall. I'm like, so you're just saying that Tim Burton was a giant asshole. Okay. Yeah, more or less. Um, I don't like Tim Burton, so. Yeah, no, I understand. The thing about Elf that gets me, though, is if you look at present time, mm-hmm. it's really hard to look back at a time when a studio gets a movie script and the executive looks at it and goes, ooh, this movie's going to be directed by Favreau and starring Will Smith. Those are nobodies. I don't think this is going to happen. Or Will Will Ferrell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he wasn't... He was the Saturday Night Live guy at the time, and John Favreau was Swingers guy. Yeah, and that's all they were. I mean, now, mm-hmm. obviously, Ferrell is huge, and Favreau can take me anywhere in Star Wars after The Last Mandalorian. Um, but it's yeah. hard to, it's you know, hard to look does. back at that. Yeah. Right. You and look like back and Elf you just go, my oh. number one. Elf is your number one? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. It's so good, though. I'm, you know, Zoe Deschanel, I'm not always a huge fan of. 
and honestly, I'm not always a huge fan of Will Ferrell. But yeah. in this movie, they were perfect. And the thing I love about that movie is there's not a mean bone in that film. No, and the, and the guy who wrote it said that. Um, if you watch yeah. that ne- that Netflix special, he's like, I wanted to make a feel good Christmas movie. There is no if you watch that movie, there is no because you know how we've talked about movies so many times. You're a big movie person, obviously bigger than me even. You know how it always is. There's always a a screw up moment that the character has to atone for and it doesn't happen in this one yeah because all the stuff he does it's like when he makes fun of peter dinklage he doesn't mean to no it's not he's mean actually an elf. He, he thinks he's an elf yeah i mean like, so he's not doing it but yeah that's one of those that there's just not a mean bone in my body and the reason it's number one for me is kind of like for you you know and it's funny because both of us have number one the same thing this is what starts the christmas season mm-hmm. so for us we have this tradition my wife starts putting up the Christmas tree and I, you know, keep the kids occupied and mm-hmm. it's the um, night of Thanksgiving. We get done with our meal. We come home. Mm-hmm. She starts doing the tree. Mm-hmm. I sit down with the girls and we watch Elf. And by the time Elf is over, it's time to decorate the tree. Right. Start the Christmas music. And it's literally, okay, it's Christmas season. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what Elf is. That's a good one. Um, and there's really not a better movie. You know, I say I start my Christmas season with with Christmas Vacation, but there's not a better movie to do what you just discussed than Elf. There's just yeah. one. Um, Elf is the best movie to decorate the Christmas tree and start the Christmas season off with. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, my number one obviously was going to be Christmas Vacation, so I'm going to move my number four up to number one just out of order. Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. Oddly enough, no, um, but oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, that's not even right. You didn't even do it. It's, hur, hur, hur. <laughs> it's God, that was such a creepy movie. And I watched the Rift Tracks version of it, which is just awesome. You can't watch a different version of it. You can only do that one. Right. So my number one is, um, or number Four, number one. Yeah. Um, it's it's not. I how do I want to say it? It's not a movie. It's a movie that everybody has seen and everybody's watched. And I don't know. I guess it just reminds me of childhood because it was it was a movie that we used to watch when I was a kid all the time, and it was It's a Wonderful Life. And I, I don't know that I necessarily like the movie. Which is weird yeah, to say. I, it's funny. When I got older and I got into classic films, mm-hmm. I, I liked that movie a lot more. You know, the reason it didn't – because I watched that movie. Right. The reason it didn't make it was it just doesn't have that tradition that right. the other ones have. My parents didn't watch it. But right. you well, watch that movie as an adult, it's like this movie is a downer. Oh, it's it's a horrible downer. I mean, it's the <laughs> – Watching it as an adult, you realize that movie is a movie about depression. Yeah, that just this nice guy and nothing ever went his way. No, I mean it did because he has a great family and in the end he realized that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean like he he just never got to do all of these things he wanted to do, and you know everybody just relied on him all this time. Yeah, 
I think I have it in there because of the tradition of when I was younger. I saw it so many times. Yeah, it never. And it reminds me of being a kid at Christmas. I don't think I ever liked it as a kid. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those movies I saw so often. I was just kind of like, it kind of it kind of was dead to me after a while. Yeah. But as an adult, you're right. I do have a new appreciation for it now. Now, this year, Rift Tracks did it, and I haven't seen it yet, but I kind of want to see that. See, I don't know if I'd want to but see that. Here's the problem. I actually, like, like the movie. It's a depressing movie. I don't know if I want them making fun of a depressing movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's different if you make fun of Starship Troopers. Yeah, you know? like, you can't really make fun of it sometimes because if you... Oh, look, he's going to go like... jump off a bridge. Go kill yourself, buddy. But also, like, some of the stuff was, this is the first thing Jimmy Stewart did after he was out of the war. Yeah. And the reason it's so raw and he cries so much is he has, he said that was, you know, they didn't call it at the time, but that was PTSD. Yeah. He was thinking of, you know, his wartime. So yeah, exactly. Like, that's kind of hard to um, make fun of. Yeah. It's hard to make fun of. I kind of still want to see it, but I don't know. But yeah, that would be my number four, which got moved up to number one because of Christmas Vacation being talked about later. Yep. Or earlier, so, I guess. Um, do you have any like other ones, like any honorable mentions that you want to mention? I mean, there's the there's this good old standbys, right? The diehards, the Home Alones. Um, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Neither of us had Home Alone, but I watch it every year. Oh, I do too. You know, my kids love watching it. So, um, you know, there's always those those standalone those standbys. I mm-hmm. I remember fondly um, movie going to see Rift Tracks when they would do Rift Tracks live. Uh, holiday specials and we'd go to yeah. every one every year um i remember once we went with one of michelle's friends and there was a group of us and one of michelle's friends was with us it was first time that we'd kind of all gone out and uh it was just me and her standing in the in the waiting room everybody else had gone to the bathroom and i had i was i was gonna make a joke about her the boots she was wearing mm-hmm. um because you know standard white girl right and so we're standing yeah. there, and I, I go, those are some great white girl boots. And she looks at me with this this look of abject horror. And she goes, what? I said, your boots. Those are, fan- those are like, and I had to explain a little bit to her. She goes, oh, my God, I thought you were talking about my boobs. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't have nice ones of those. It's like, uh, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure I turned, like, 74 shades of red. But uh, Yeah, I'm sure. Those Rift Tracks movies, those Rift Tracks Christmas specials, so Ice Cream Bunny and um, Santa Claus and the Martians. Mm -hmm. And there was a Mexican one that was just absolutely horrendous. But those bring me some joy, too, to remember those. Because I'm I'm reminded of friendship and the Uh group of us that would always go up there every year to watch these movies. And that's like what makes your list, you know, because some of these might not be my favorites, but it's just the tradition of it. And right. like some of the other ones I was thinking about is um, I do like it's not a Christmas movie, but it takes place at Christmas. Long Kiss Goodnight. Yep. Um, a really good Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson movie. Just very underrated. It is. It's got like I think it's my favorite Sam Jackson performance. It's just yeah, he has great. so many good lines that he just gets to chew the scenery with. Um, that's one. Miracle on 34th Street. I always, always love um, Santa Claus the movie, yeah. I see that one. I just always found boring. I don't like it, but it's a traditional movie that yeah. people like. Um, Shop around the corner is another good one. Mm-hmm. Movie, um, one that it's halfway a good movie, but half of it is just 
not needed. It's a French movie called Joel Joy Noel, which is Merry Christmas, and yep. it tells. The, have you seen that one? I have not, it but tells, I know of it. Yeah, it tells the story of the very famous. What year was that? Was it seven nineteen seventeen? Arms the Christmas truce. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So it just tells the story of the Christmas truce, and you know the stuff with the. Um, soldiers is very good just so moving and everything like Mm -hmm. that but they just kind of shoehorned this whole thing with this woman reporter into it that just didn't really work with it i know that they wanted to you know have some sort of female presence in the movie because it wouldn't have had it but it just you know it just didn't really work as well but that you know that's a newer one that's pretty good so those are some of the ones that didn't make my list but i do like watching and we didn't even talk about like the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I don't like Charlie Brown. Oh, well, there's something wrong with you, but... Yeah. Never have liked the Peanuts. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid, but... Yeah. The, I, the, I love it. The Halloween one always pissed me off. I always got mad at Linus. I'm like, you ruined your whole Halloween because you are a dumbass. Because, yeah, the Halloween one I like if you take Linus's story out. But the Christmas one's fun. I like the Christmas yeah. one. But, like, we watched that this year with my um, daughter, the Christmas one. You know, Charlie Brown is kind of off-putting because in the beginning he's like, "Thanks for the um, cards you gave me." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably like he didn't give you a card. Yeah. Um, the other movie we didn't talk about that honestly I'm not a fan of Polar Express. I don't oh, no, I like Polar Express. I, I go to the Polar Express. Yeah, that's a fun experience for the kids, but I don't mm-hmm. like the movie. Yeah, love the book. The book is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the book you can read in five minutes, that movie feels like six hours long. Oh my gosh, doesn't it? I mean, and it's in that uncanny valley where Tom Hanks is just kind of terrifying. It's the only role that I will say Tom Hanks scares me. Yeah, I know. It's the only time where you're just like, I don't like that. And, you know, and it's one of those things that's like, that was, I think the end of Robert Zemeckis, because I love mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis, but he really hasn't made anything good right. since he started all of those. Because he did that, right. he did the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol, he did mm-hmm. Beowulf, and now he's all finally out of all of that stuff, but he just made The Witches, which I think is the worst thing I saw in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like new movies, it just was so flat and dull and ugly and just didn't have any kind of magic. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm um, not a Polar Express fan. And then we didn't talk I anything about. Cool. Yeah, we didn't talk anything about some of the movies that <clears throat> that traditionally came out at Christmas that I don't think of as Christmas movies. We've talked about Lord of the Rings. Yes, Lord of the Rings is a Christmas. Star movie. Wars. Mm-hmm. No. Whoops. Sorry, guys. I got an. So I'm recording this through the computer, and my email notification just came up. <laughs> Forgot to turn that off. But yeah, I mean, like, my daughter and I watch Lord of the Rings every Christmas. Cause it's but it's just... not, it doesn't put you in the Christmas spirit. It's just the tradition of watching it this time of year. Yeah, because this is when we went to watch it. Right. Yeah, and like you said, all the new Star Wars movies, except for Solo, came out mm-hmm. at Christmas. So that's what you did the week weekend before Christmas. But um, I don't think of them as, Star, as Christmas movies. I don't think of them James, as, oh, it's Christmas season. I've got to watch Star Wars. James Bond is the same way. Yeah. That, you know, at... At Thanksgiving and Christmas time, I feel like James Bond. Yeah, I yeah, watched. There's these movies that are traditionally released at this time that might not have 
a Christmas message, but you still like it at this time right. because of that. Yeah. Like the Lord of the Rings, I'll watch this time of year, but it doesn't put me in the spirit like Harry Potter does, for example. Yeah. So, um, I think that's all I have. Yeah. So we will try to make a new year's resolution to actually try to do this better next year. We'll try. Spoiler alert, it won't happen. <laughs> Spoiler alert, January 9th, and we'll be like, well, we're fucked. <laughs> we'll see you in mid-April for our uh, special tax day um, version of this. <laughs> and then Morgan Freeman's voice comes over the, the podcast right now and goes, no, they really wouldn't. No, it's Ron Howard. Like Ron Howard's rest of development. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um. But that's it for Christmas. Um, I, I hope you all, you know, from the bottom of our heart, anybody who actually listens to this, um, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We hope it's a good Christmas. We we know 2020 has sucked, and you all deserve, we all deserve a good Christmas this year. Um, mm. So I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. Ryan, I, I still have your chicken strips in a bag. Okay, I'll, um, I'll have to get that. Yeah, I'll try to get them to you this week before Christmas. Um, and with that being said, Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Steve. Merry Christmas. I'm Ryan. Have a good one. <laughs>